Good evening, family. How's everybody doing today? Thankful you are all here. Hope you had an absolutely beautiful Thursday. I guess it is Thursday because it says MSM Liars Thursday right up here at the top of the screen. 
Guys, this is Kilted Christian, episode 470. We'll be at 500 by next week. How awesome is that? Um, we're going to be having uh, our brother, uh, Patriot Chanderson Boy Steve, on tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that, man. I love talking to him. He is one of my favorite people in this world. You guys are going to love him. If you guys remember, we had him on one other time before, and many of you know him from the other show that we did, Patriot Chanderson Boy. So it's going to be awesome. Um, next Tuesday, we're going to have um, – we're going to have uh, – Dustin, du um, du yeah. Dustin Nemos on. Let me let me learn how to talk. Dustin Nemos on. It's going to be awesome. And the next Friday, we're going to have our brother Douglas on here. So uh, I'm going to allow him to talk on our show. It's going to be great, man. I always love talking to him as well. He is an amazing person. Guys, Celtic Christian, episode 470. It is MSM Liars Thursday. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, rise to many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. And for those of you who are just arriving, let me see. I see CL Klein, One Note, Recovering, Joyful Gypsy. Great to see you all and everyone else that I missed in the opening. God bless you, and thank you so much for joining us at Kilted Christian. I'm going to go ahead and say it hello to everybody first. I'll unmute you guys. Yes, you're muted. You were muted. <laughs> Living, how are you doing? I'm doing good being muted. <laughs> being, being muted. Being muted. No, well, it's I'm great good. to see you, and thank you for the cold, old <laughs> lemonade. She was I'm, making fun of me because oh I'm like, pick up my cup and start drinking the lemonade that I had left over from, <laughs> from last, last night. night she goes, like... you can't do that. And I'm like, I do it every morning with coffee. <laughs> So, if I have coffee left there, I just grab the cup and start drinking it. I don't know. He goes, just pour the cold stuff over the warm stuff. I'm like, I threw it out. So, so why am I always sick? Probably that. Going to have to buy a bigger uh, a bigger chair because um. <laughs> For some reason, my chair is my favorite. It's my dog's favorite chair too. So, like, oh, I I'm in my lazy boy with the puppy and the bigger puppy, and they're all sprawled out all over me. Um, oh god! Yeah. So I'm gonna have to get a bigger chair and another dog or a monkey. <laughs> no monkeys. <laughs> no monkeys. No monkeys. I'll take a. Let's get a wolf. <laughs> yeah, I'd love. I'd love a wolf. But yeah. first. The coup. Maybe we, that's what we do. We need a coup couch. There we go. We yeah. get a coup. Yeah, exactly. Well, just the coup can live in the house. We'll need a bigger chair for the coup, though. Well, I mean, for a while, the, the little, because you've got the, the you've got the, the, the healing coups, you've got the mini healing coups, and then apparently oh, they make mini micro Micros. mini coups. So I'm looking into that. So, yeah, I've been researching that. Micro one. mini coups are smaller than some big dogs. Yeah. They're, they're like uh -huh. smaller than a wolfhound. So it's kind of cool. Micro. Mini micro healing coups. So if anybody knows anybody that raises those or breeds them, let us know. <laughs> yeah, and if you guys have seen pictures of any healing coup, they're so cute. Yes. And then they get smaller and cuter. And then they get even smaller, smaller. and even cuter. And then yeah. you, you got the baby. Then you got the babies. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the little tiny little mini micro healing coups. Pretty know awesome. If I put them out in the yard. I would make a little special house yeah, for them. They're, they're smaller. The, the micro minis, Truth Patriot, are actually smaller. Than Great Dane, smaller mm -hmm. than wolfhounds, like yeah. Yes, they're they're adorable. So we'll be looking into that next summer. Exactly. Speaking of mini micro healing coups, John, brother, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> I am doing how good. That's a uh... that's the worst segue ever. But uh, there we there we have it. Okay. <laughs> but it's oh true. I like them. They are adorable. They're good. 
Uh, they're awesome. Yeah, you've you've been busy, man. Um, doing one of the things that I really can't stand doing the most, and that would be uh, putting audio stuff into a car. Now I know you used to do it, but like back yeah. in the day, man, you had like four wires, you know, an input, an output. You know, it's about it. Um, today yeah. you get like twenty wires, and for those of you that don't know, I'm colorblind. <laughs> so, um, you know, if I'm dealing with like small electrical things, I'm great because I know that green is ground. I know black's hot and I know you got white. So you hook white to white, black to black, no problem. But then you start getting like air conditioning controls or um, audio stuff in your vehicle, man. You get like 20 different colored wires. And then on top of that, you've got like the console controls and and then your fancy system literally reads your gas, your gears, your like. Oh, man, it reads intake manifold pressure. I've found all kinds of stuff. It reads it reads the vacuum and boost. Wow. It reads uh, timing. It reads all kinds of stuff that's pretty cool to have, especially yeah, my, when you go off-roading. Yeah, I've got a special little thing in my car that reads all that stuff that came with the car um, because it was the, the turbo um, rally car. Right. So it has yes. all that stuff. But um, when I was hooking all my uh, original – um sound system into my car i'm looking at all the wires i'm like okay so i need someone at least to tell me what color is what so i labeled them so i knew that you know gr goes to gr um you know and so forth but i was like i have one of these extra wires for are they for my console yeah i'm just not going to be lazy and just turn it from the con or turn it from straight from the actual audio gear instead of hooking it up to my steering wheel but you went all the way Oh, I got the module hooked up. Yeah, obviously it reads. It's hooked to the computer because it reads all the uh, analytics of the vehicle. And that's pretty. And then, yeah, all the steering wheel controls work. I was able to program what I wanted each button on the steering wheel to actually do. Oh, that's awesome! Oh, that's awesome! Pretty it, cool. My first yeah, question but, to you was: uh, <laughs> Is this something that the government can like hack into and like crash into a wall? <laughs> you know, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> huh? Steve Patriot Engine Boys making fun of me. Video graphics artist who was colorblind. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a quick little story That's before we get good. going. I was working for this company called Envato, um, pretty big video company, pretty big. And I've done, uh, you know, like four or five different projects for them. And, you know, they always called me because I wasn't um, hired staff. I was the guy that they went to when they got overloaded, you know. So I, I had a, uh, you know, extra work whenever they, they needed extra help. So they called me one day and like, we're um, in a position right now. We, we got too many jobs going on. We need somebody to color correct. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, um, I guess I'm just going to just tell you I'm colorblind. And you're like, are you, you, you're a video guy and you're colorblind. So they're laughing at me because they've hired me for like all these different jobs. And like, well, how have you done the work before? And I'm like, well, when you do things on computers, every color has a number so it's not like you know i have to know that it's pepsi blue or royal you know what i'm saying like any of that stuff i just go okay it's zero zero two three five seven nine i write all this stuff down um so and then you also have the eye drop which will pick that exact color you know so there's ways around it um but what they needed me to do requires somebody that could see color so so when you're eating green beans or salad yeah, what color Does it are they? Look like you're eating from an empty bowl. Green, <laughs> green beans. I thought they were blue. I was wondering why they called them green beans. <laughs> oh gosh! Or when you eat salad, is it just onions and cucumbers and dressing? Hey. Is that all you see? No, I, I can see primaries. Um, I can't tell the difference between like pinks, some pinks and grays, and like there's I lose track after primaries, 
And then gotcha. there's a couple of secondaries that I can see. Other than that, um, I rely on on number codes on computer for colors and then the little eye drop tool. Um, so I've managed to fool everybody for 20 something years. And then I finally had to admit it. And uh, well, I never got a job after that working for Envato. Yeah. There you go. Go yeah. figure. So on your, what all does your new system do? What, John? the stereo? Yeah, the whole stereo. Does it like, what all does it do though? Is it just for music or is it hooked up in like? Uh, it has HDMI inputs and USB import inputs. Um, you can run video through it. Mm -hmm. You can hook up two cameras to it and record your cameras. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously all the vehicle diagnoses. Um, it does navigation, all that fancy stuff. It'll do Sirius XM radio, which I'm not going to do. You get to get, you got to get an adapter for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a subscription. And a subscription. Yeah. Right. But yeah. basically it'll do anything my phone does because I can hook my phone to it. Oh, Cause wow, it's really? Android oh. or Apple play on it. Yeah. So you, <laughs> oh, you I didn't right know in. that. That's my, awesome. my phone. Yeah. My phone works with my car. That's why I end up getting the Apple stuff. Well, that yeah. and everything else I own is Apple and Mac. So Devo asked right. how about, how about stoplights talking about my color blindness? Fortunately, Devo, they don't change stoplights. Red's always on the top, yellow's always in the middle, and green's right. always on the bottom. So I just remember what order they go in, and I'm good to go. Yeah, but that sure would be fun if they did every once in a while. Wouldn't it? So they I do. It up. If they turned them upside down, <laughs> man, <laughs> I'd be getting tickets like all the time. No, I'm just kidding. I could actually tell the difference between at least, at least red and green. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, and saying that so you guys won't ever be afraid of getting in the car with him. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a great thing about being an artist. He's a good driver, though. He really is. Oh yeah, I'm, he's I'm, a really good driver. I'm. I'm even a good driver, deaf. When he, uh, when yeah, even deaf. But when he, but you know, he has what's that car? What's your car? A Nissan Juke. Oh, the Juke. Okay, so <laughs> you know, we live on a windy road. A few of you people have been here. His car but is his car be. is perfect for grabbing those curves. But after the first time I went with him, I didn't know what, how, what his car could do. And he's flying through those curves. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, is he gonna kill me or what? <laughs> because some of those curves are I mean, those roads are small. Oh, but yeah. man, yeah. he's zooming through it doing like 60 miles an hour. And I'm like, oh I'm a good driver. On the he's standard a good driver speed though. Of drivers <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God. It was like the what second day I was here. Oh yeah. I'm a good driver and with this vehicle, um, I hit the sport button and so and the shocks compensate. Down. So it, yeah. it drops down when I go over through um corners and it's actually safer if you go quicker. Because yeah. the car my like wife says. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like your wife's car, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's it was funny though. I was kind of taken aback by how fast he was going. <laughs> yeah, for those of you that came to Bard's Fest, you know what we're talking about about like very like narrow and windy roads. Yes, just like going there, you know. Wouldn't have it any other way. It keeps you alive and awake. Yeah, well, that's true. The, the, the deal we had because I, I used to ride a motorcycle. Yes. Um, I, I'm an enduro guy, so um, I had a, a BMW enduro on road off road. Um. And my mom was just always, just like any mom, as worried as could possibly be. You know, so, yeah. so we made a deal. I'm like, okay, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll sell the bike and I'll get myself a fun car because at least it's got four wheels. And I don't know if that made her feel any better, but sure made me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Made me feel better. <laughs> and, and I haven't seen one deer truth patriot since i've been here now oh. i know they're all over the place oh, i just haven't seen them i'm waiting for them to cut the corn down so we can start seeing turkeys and deer i hit one almost every week 
I haven't even seen hit one almost every week. I haven't even seen a squirrel. It's <laughs> no. weird, man. No squirrels. We've I haven't seen, seen a raccoon. Dead raccoons, though. Yeah, I see dead raccoons yeah, on on, on the seen. highway. I've seen a turkey though. Is there such thing as black turkeys? Because this turkey was black. Oh yeah, the wild turkeys are pretty dark. He was what? about this high in somebody's driveway. They get big, huge. What do you mean those turkeys? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> of course there's black turkeys. That's racist. I thought that's racist. I didn't mean that. I mean, oh my gosh, no, I didn't. Oh, aren't turkeys? <laughs> oh, and, and Steve talked about easy <laughs> bugs in the car. So Steve, you know what I'm talking about. The love bug. Okay, so for those of you that do not live in the Southeast that do not know what the love bug is, the University of Florida, as in the University of Florida Gators, go Gators, um, created a bug that was supposed to eat mosquitoes. And they didn't do their job. They were supposed to be orange and blue, and they turned out to be um, orange and black. And instead of eating mosquitoes like they were supposed to, they just hook up. <laughs> they just do the dirty deed. That's all they do. That's that's what love. That's why they call them love bugs. So they're in um, certain parts of the season. I believe that this is probably love bug season now. Um, all you see is like these love bugs. They stick butt to butt because that's how they do the dirty deed, and they just fly around. So I guess the male leads and the female stuck to the male's butt. Um, but like you'll go down to like Florida, Louisiana, Georgia, some of those southern states. Uh, May and June. Okay, so it's the spring when they come out. And, uh, but you'll see them literally stuck to everyone's hoods on their car because they come out in masses. I'm talking like like billions of these things all over the place, and they're stuck to everyone's car. But instead of doing a job, they basically are just like the immigrants that come here. They just do Hang nothing out. but hook up and create <laughs> problems and stick to your car. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, all of you that live in the South, all of you that live in the Jacksonville, Florida, um, on up into South Carolina, I think they're all the way up there. You know what I'm talking about. And those things are annoying and they dirty up your car. That's why you see everybody have, what are they called? The the grill, bar, grill bras? Oh, yeah, the oh, bra. Yeah, the bra. They have the bra. bra. Yeah, you yeah. see those on everyone's car during the spring just so they don't have to clean off their grills because they're a pain in the butt. I used to have one of those on my Volkswagen so my hood wouldn't fly up because <laughs> my, my latch broke. <laughs> so I put I'm a sure bra on it. Jeep lovers love it down there. It's like driving a brick right driving well, a brick wall into bugs yeah steve we've got um apparently this is a uh, ladybug season because they yes. are everywhere right now they, oh, they weren't yeah, here last week life. but this week man they are all over the place ladybugs and stink bugs get crazy around here yeah we've seen a couple of stink bugs but we, we've got like ladybugs all around our windows right now mm -hmm. yeah they're and the stink cute. bugs are stanky yeah, they're really stanky, but at least the ladybugs are, they're cool. They're cute. What they eat other cool? bugs. Ladybugs are great for yeah. gardens. Yeah, ladybugs are good about eating other bugs, and they're good luck, apparently. Yeah, um, they are. And I like them. They're pretty. Yeah, they're cute little things. Yeah, they're cool little bugs. Ladybugs bite? Are I they had really? one in my, yeah, I had one yeah, in my shirt. Get you. So, I had one in my shirt yesterday. Did it bite me? I mean, they don't all bite. They don't always bite, but oh. they will. They can. Oh, really? They got strong jaws. They, they eat other bugs, so they yeah. got to be able to kill other bug huh. praying mantis will get you too yeah but i like oh, praying mantis too. too they will they will light you up yeah but they're pretty they're cool them. yep still better than a scorpion it's weird the oh, last scorpion i got bit by or stung by not bit stung um i was crawling underneath um i was crawling underneath the stands at the dallas stars getting um lines set up for the game so basically feeding the lines out to the referees and 
the last place you ever expect to get bit by a, or stung by a scorpion is right by ice. Right. But yeah. That's for some true. reason, it was under there, man. And boy, that thing stung. Fortunately, it was like a, it was one of the Texas scorpions that don't really have much poison, but they hurt really, really bad. You're lucky. Yeah. I haven't seen any scorpions here in, scorpions. in Kentucky. They don't have scorpions. Oh, good. We'll get millipedes, centipedes. Centipedes will bite you. They're poisonous. I yeah, the centipedes a, uh, will, yeah. Crawdad. Crawdad came out. That oh, man, thing was like about six inches Lord, long. We got crawdads everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Those are all over the place. Yeah, I was like tripping. I didn't have my phone. I wish I would have had my phone. I took a picture. He was cruising along the grass. Yeah, yeah. No. the worst things that'll get you is the black widow or the brown recluse around well, here. Or occasionally snakies. Yeah, the one thing that I learned about black widows is if you know where it is, leave it. Yeah, they love wood piles and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but they they also don't um, they don't house themselves within a hundred um yards of another black widow. So if you know where the black widow is, I would rather know where it is and leave it there than like get rid of it, and not know where the next one's going to end up. That's true. That is true. Yeah, we had one. Um, Mary said it's not true, so maybe I'm wrong. I I was told that by um, one of the guys that came over because I was trying to get him to spray, and he was like, man, you're better off knowing where it is because they don't get within so far of each other. Maybe I was wrong on that one. But the one that we had in my my uh, yard in, when I was down in Texas had the butt the size of a golf ball. Oh. It was huge. It was a female, man. It was gigantic. I don't like the bugs down south or south. They're not. I'm not a fan of those bugs. The yeah. Florida bugs and the, and the Texas bugs and the Alabama bugs. Well, I would recommend not not moving to Australia, man, because everything there wants it's to big. eat you, bite you, no and poison you. Uh-huh. I don't yeah. like bugs. Yeah, I know, man. No, I don't like bugs. <laughs> I know. And then on top of that, Australia spiders get gigantic, man. Yeah, the spiders would no way. No way on the spiders. I, would, I couldn't do that. They should come with bullhorns. You know, I'll be like, okay, cool. I'm glad right. I, I will happily get up and leave. Thank you for letting me know you're here. Yeah, I swear when they get that big, you can hear them yell at you. <laughs> yeah, totally. Exactly. I'm like, hey, cool. I don't care if it's in the middle of the night, man. If I hear the, the spider bullhorn, man, I'm up. <laughs> right. That's, that, yeah, that's right. That would give me nightmares. <laughs> yeah, there's not many things that, that just give me the willies, man. But spiders are, are on what that What about list. the wolf spiders? Those things can jump like four feet, I heard. Big ones here, too. Yeah, yeah, we got some big ones. Yeah, in Arizona, oh, God, they're creepy looking. We had a zip yeah. spider yeah, um, silverfish. on our partially built greenhouse. Oh, I didn't get to and see it was that. it was a pretty pretty oh, big one. Like zig, zigzag spider. Yeah. yeah. The zag right. is how it is. Zip spider called zip spider. Asked, zag spider. We should have asked them to help us build it. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of like, hey spider. Taking like two days. Quit quit being a border jumper, man, and help us build this darn greenhouse. <laughs> he was big. Yeah, yeah uh, these things this was a pretty big one. Yeah. They're, uh, they're cool looking though. The black and yellow and the, the stripes on their bellies. They're cool looking. Yeah, I know they're cool looking in somebody else's yard. It's yeah. one of the, cool, the few spiders I'm like, I'll stare at that one and look at him. He's cool. Yeah, I'll stare at him from a distance mm-hmm. with a telescope. <laughs> telescope. <laughs> uh, you can tell we're chickens of spiders. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's okay. let's get into a little bit of a conversation, man. We got a lot of news to talk about, man. That's kind of what I want to do this evening, man. Is just go bit by bit, have a little discussion, hear your opinion on what's going on. So the first thing, you know. And I don't know how legit this is um, because everybody always wants to put out their stuff. But this one right here caught my attention for one reason because it actually mentions Kentucky. So it says uh, a strong solar flare 
I mean, we hear about those things all the time. I've never, I never see anything. But a, a strong solar flare is going to trigger a pole flip and magnitude seven to eight earthquakes on the New Madrid Fault on ten twenty eight twenty three, which would be Saturday. And it says Illinois, Missouri, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Tennessee will be most affected. You know, so I don't know how legit these things are, but the first thing that I thought was. Man, I literally laughed at the lady when she offered me earthquake insurance here in Kentucky. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want any. I don't need earthquake. Growing up, I've, we've had a few. We've had a few earthquakes oh, here. Yeah. Oh, how was that? We had would you. They get earthquakes here. Small. They were small. Okay. But the ones I felt were really small. I think one was like a five, and that was oh. that was way down south, though. It might have even been in Tennessee. It's time to I pack know. it up. Chris in Michigan, I literally, I even said that to, to living before we did the show. Right. I'm like, should I call State Farm tomorrow and be like, hey, can you go ahead and add <laughs> some earthquakes? You guys are good, but like Paducah and Western Kentucky. And last time that fault went off, the Mississippi ran backwards for two weeks. What? Yeah. Wow. What oh, and everything. Well, the way I look at it, if I was to call them tomorrow and get earthquake insurance added, which um, you know, it's not like a uh, hurricane where where you know it's coming. They're gonna be like, no, sorry, you're not gonna give you this insurance right. now because how do you predict earthquakes, right? So they they do it, and then they'd be like, oh man, you were the luckiest guy in the entire world. <laughs> Just pay a little extra for not the for there not to be a maturation date. Some of them have a maturation date where they mature. You have to go 30 or 60 days before that insurance becomes effective. So yeah. Make sure okay. that doesn't have that built into it. <laughs> so, Thanks, Devo. So uh, we'll see. We'll see Um, if there's a little rumble and rumbling going over here in this area. Man, you guys will definitely know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you'll know. We'll be on air real quick. <laughs> yeah, we will. But I mean, we'll if we feel, panic mode. I feel if we feel any rumbles at this point, it's probably going to be like a nuclear missile <laughs> or something coming from yeah. Iran. Right. <laughs> right. Oh gosh! I think uh, I would I would see what Dutch is saying about it. Yeah, I'm gonna go. You have to let me know what you see about that um, after the show. Yeah, you know if, that if way. Saying there's gonna be an earthquake there, then I would I would definitely. Yeah, do it. yeah. If Dutch says there's gonna be an earthquake. <laughs> I will be up tomorrow at six thirty a.m. waiting for right. State Farm to open, and I will drive up there and make sure this happens. Yeah. Like, I want to make sure it's in your computer. Why are you so worried about this? Don't worry about it. <laughs> just just make sure it's in the computer. And like you said, how do they predict a solar flare? Yeah, exactly. Much less, you know, an earthquake. I guess they can kind of do that, but yeah, we'll but see. If the whole shifts, I think we're looking at 11s and 12s <laughs> earthquakes, not 7s or 8s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is kind of a biggie. And it's just funny because, you know, if it's a pole shift, you know, it's kind of specific. To, to affect this like little area, you know, because the pole's kind of a an earth thing, you know. It's like, oh, the whole pole's going to shift, but it's only going to affect Kentucky. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Ambassador, great to see you. Thanks for coming back. Um, well, let's talk about it a little bit today. So, this is interesting. You guys remember um, little shooting we were talking about last night? I still don't know if the guy's been arrested. I keep seeing stuff like we're at his house, we're looking for him in his boat. You know, just they're, they're gonna. They're going to walk away from this one. There was another shooting today, apparently, at one of the bases. Um, on and on and on. But I did not realize this before we did the show last night. Four hours before the shooting took place, Kamala Harris posted a couple of posts. One of them was about mental illness in America. Hmm. One of them was about, get it, gun control. Of course. It's almost of course. like she knew something was coming. And 
One thing that this guy had in common with everyone else in the world is that um, everyone else in the world that gets caught with the, you know, in these, uh, these mass shootings have one thing in common therapists. They always have a therapist. therapist. Yes. And this guy apparently was um, in some kind of a, a mental facility at some point being looked after on some kind of psychotropes. And, uh, and once again, FBI on their radar, another common thing, how to get rifles. It was, he's, he wasn't supposed to have one. And that's <laughs> my not. next point is that, you know, I saw somebody, you know, listing all the different, um, all the different mass shootings that have taken place over the last couple of years. And he's like, so-and-so Nashville, AK 40 or AK 15, or AR-15, they they go through this whole list of all the different shootings, AR-15, 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 you know, as if that's the problem. And I'm like, would you maybe stop and think that it's a coincidence that they're all AR-15s? Maybe, just maybe, these people are handed those. And that's the reason that you see the same type of, you know, yeah, yeah, being used every single time. And if I'm... Not that I ever would, of course, but if I'm doing a mass shooting, I'm using a bigger round than a two, two, three. No, yeah, those things are like little. And matter of fact, uh, I always say that your 45 is going to do, you know, as much, if not worse, damage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just it doesn't matter what it is. And we said last night they they keep using the word the word or the term um assault yeah, weapon, assault weapon. Why is assault weapon? Because it's such a vague term. It literally can mean anything. If I was to like stab someone with a pencil, guess what my my pencil is? It's an assault weapon. So if they keep that term vague, then eventually when they're trying to push the big gun control, they can go after all of them and call any anything that that has a trigger an assault weapon. And there you go. So so of course, just like I said last night, what happens when you wake up today? They're pushing gun control all over again. Well, Defo was saying it was two Middle Eastern men in the in the main shooting from the police scanner at the time. Yeah, so it was. Yeah, yeah I've heard he it was two different Pepsi. people. Um, the one that I said last night, uh, that was the pedophile, the guy that had been accused mm-hmm. of pedophilia and all this other stuff, had the same name as this, this guy. He lived forty five minutes down the road from this guy, but it wasn't the guy that did the shooting. So here I'm like, man, this guy's probably trying to keep his life so quiet. Like, okay. This was like 10 years ago. I got busted for pedophilia. Nobody knows who I am anymore, but guess what, buddy? Everybody knows who you are now. They all know you're a pedophile. Yeah, no kidding. Um, boy, that backfired. Poor, that, no, I don't want to say poor guy. He had it coming. But uh, so we don't know. I still don't know if this guy's been arrested yet, but this is hilarious right here. Um, CNN, investigation. Shooter was factually Arabic, but morally white. Man. What? Yeah. <clears throat> hmm, the, the, the spin the spin it just gets more and more amazing and i'll read that to you guys again shooter was factually arabic but morally white <laughs> what does that even mean incredible well blame it on the- so he had a wife and he was home with his kids <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, dude, that was, I don't want to laugh at that that was so wrong but <laughs> but steve's laughing at it so i will too <laughs> man that yeah i don't know man it, it's it's unbelievable where the extent that these people go when they're trying to spend stuff to fit their thing because this guy apparently was a, a biden and obama supporter 
Um, you know, he falls, he falls right into the whole thing. And that was one thing about the guy I was telling you a minute ago that was listing all the different shootings, you know, all the ones that have disappeared, you know, whatever happened to the manifesto from Nashville, you guys even oh, remember that? Yeah. The, the guy girl. Yeah. They never even released that manifesto. Right. Um, but see one thing that he didn't mention other than AR-15, 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 AR-15 was Democrat, 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 Democrat why these things disappear if they ended up being legitimate white ring white wing um extremists they'd be talking about it to this very very day so um yeah yeah they talked about george floyd until the uh autopsy came out yeah they sure did and now they're um they're gonna shut up about that because they don't want that to come out um but it still may because uh we been kind of keeping eyes on uh mike johnson the new speaker uh, of the house and I'm going to be honest with you from what I've seen so far, pretty impressive. There's a couple of things that we disagree about, um, overall, but, uh, most everything I'm kind of on board with and, and we'll see how he goes. Like I said, he needs to get on the ball. He needs to start going hard. No, no more. We, we, we played this game. We've been screwed over. We've been lied to. You need to get out here immediately and prove yourself. And apparently they've already um, released the amicus bill, mm -hmm. gotten it through no more omnibus. Um, no more money going to Ukraine. So, you know, now that's out of the way. What does he need to focus on? The Biden family corruption, getting rid of the IRS completely, getting rid of the three-letter agencies, the other ones, you know, FBI, CAI, bye-bye guys, and uh, shutting down the border. How does yeah. that sound to y'all? I, I think that those would be a good start, man, and, and no more wasting time, man. Post-haste, let's get on the job. Get it done. Yeah, It sounds like he's got a plan. Yeah, and you know he is he is pro Israel. That was one of the yeah. things that Abdiba that I that I kind of disagree with him on. Um, yeah, I just assume that you know I don't know how to look at this. You know what I'm saying? Because I know I know a lot of these guys know what they're doing. They they know that they're corrupt. They know that they're getting kickbacks and money from Israel. Um, but not everyone's like us that actually goes out does does their due diligence and digs. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, do they understand? how bad this really is. I don't know. I'm going to give them the benefit of that. I'm going to see where this goes. Um, as long as they're not just dumping constant money into Israel. Mm -hmm. um, right now, Israel, this whole deal is not even what we need to watch. It's, it's uh, Iran. Iran. Literally right before we got on, mm -hmm. um, apparently, uh, let me go ahead up to the top. I think it was the last thing that I saved. Yeah, breaking. The United States has conducted multiple airstrikes against Iranian proxies in multiple locations in Syria. So, that literally, that there happened um, right before we came on live. So um, that's what I've been saying. The one we need to watch out for is is escalating things with them because it's separate. How, mm -hmm. How's Damascus look? I don't know about Damascus. Always always waiting for Damascus. That's to be because destroyed. that's Gog Magog. Yeah, that's uh, Damascus will become a ruined heap. So yeah. I'm waiting when when that happens. That's when I'll be like, okay, all mm -hmm. right, pay more attention to this. Uh, exactly that says damascus will be destroyed oh yeah and just real quick guys i'll let you know we're we won't be going live saturday because we've got um a big project we're gonna be working on and we have to get it we have to get it done saturday yes. because yes. it's the front door yes. um and we have to get that door back on you know so snow critters and all those other little bitey things that we talked about at the Are beginning of the show don't go no i'm pulling the door off because the last person that owned this didn't use metal paint or primer. Yeah, I know. I, I, so I, yeah, you see that how the the peels coming off. Yeah, so we're yeah. gonna um, acetone it, pull the paint off of it, repaint the door. 
Um, unless there's an earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> and ZL Klein, if there's an earthquake, well, yep. um, we'll be getting it Maybe done and, and trying to paint steadily. Yeah. If you get a uh, wire, brush, wire brush drill bit, It'll rip that paint off really quick, yeah. and it'll 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 give it a texture that'll hold paint a lot better. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you I, get one in your pack? I'm chewing gum right now, Wade, because I'm trying to get my ear to pop. So I apologize for chewing live, <laughs> but but I, I still can't hear out of my right ear, and and the gum helps my ear pop at least, so I can get through the shows. <laughs> I usually just like chomp, 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 chomp in the microphone, but I'm like really wanting to hear. Read C. Klein's comment. Well, I, got a, I got a camping project for you here in about two weeks. <laughs> you want to go on a camping project with me? Oh, gosh. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that too, man, once I yeah. get my door on <laughs> and my greenhouse built. Looks so like, like uh, get seedlings growing so we can have them all ready before, uh, you know, before the earthquake hits. The 17th through the 19th. It's only an hour from your house. What's that? It's only an hour from your house. The oh, awesome. 17th through the 19th of November. Mm. I got to go camping. You oh, nice. got to go? Yes. <laughs> I like That's how he says, I, I would. got to go. <laughs> you should go camping with him. I, I may do that. That's you see, should. See how, you go with the guy's, guy's trip. I guess see how mom feels first. Well, mom would be fine with me. Yeah, she'll, yeah, she'll be all right. Yes. Um. So I guess on next is, uh. so the vice president of the United States, Remember her cackles? We don't see oh, much of her anymore. No. I mean, she pops up every Thank now God. and then. Um, is saying that we should like a country that does not have our constitution. <laughs> I think that it says about uh, Biden, the Democrat agenda, everything you need to know. Could also explain why everything that she does is such harmful to this country. So Kamala Harris references Australia as a country the United States should model themselves after um, when it comes to gun control. So, um, no. How no, about that? No, thanks. Yeah, pass. Yeah. You know, you guys can talk a big game. You guys can do all you want to, but there's always a second part to gun control, and that is taking them. Right. And, and I'll can, just, I'll, I'll roll that paper up that has a second amendment on it nice and neatly and shove it somewhere if you want to come and try and take them. Oh, yeah. I'll put it in the barrel. I'll, <laughs> I'll feed it to them. <laughs> Oh, yeah, ask the citizens of Australia how that's going exactly, Jack. Right. Exactly. They're not too happy about it. You know, um, why don't we want to give those oh, up? Oh, no, we ain't going to do that. Yeah, I don't want to. I'm not going to give my rifles up because um, according to the Second Amendment, the Second Amendment, in case a uh, deers tried to become tyrannical and take over my country, I have the right to shoot them. And, and that mm -hmm. how it is? Yeah, deer, yeah. deer, or is it yeah. um, evil people in our government? It's one of the two. That's Nonetheless, I'm not giving it up. Nope. Look what happened in Australia. Yeah, deer zombies, exactly. No, I, zombies no, are terrible. I'm, I'm not going to do that. Hey, you never know, man. With the way things are going, man, we can see like alien invasion and uh, zombies all like probably at the same time. Mm -hmm. So get yeah, ready. I thought get, they were going to play the alien card already. I'm, I I'm literally, surprised. I thought it was coming already, but it has not come yeah. already. So um, zombie card will come first. You'll, you'll look out one day and you'll see like people just kind of you know, ranting around your yard. I don't know how those zombie sounds, but just make sure that you get your closet lemurs ready um, to go so that you can release them and make sure that, you know, anything that's walking out your front yard doesn't go for it to eat it. Other than that, stay in your house. Or get Azriel to make you some axes so that you can chunk axes at zombies. 
Oh, heck uh, yeah, zombie man. access would be good. So we, we, joke, we, we joke about this a lot. Yeah, I know. I see zombies all the time walking around on their phone, <laughs> protesting, protesting against Israel. I've seen all kinds of crazy zombie stuff recently. Um, basically, uh, most kids in high school, I, w- I would put them into that zombie category. We joke about this, but you know it's coming. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's so far off anymore, man. Like literally even 10 years ago, we're like, this is going to happen. I joke, but it's going to happen. But today it's like, nah, man. It's gonna happen. Ooh. Remember, we talked about the zombie thing before because mainstream media had covered it, and uh, the CDC had put out a zombie manual. See, mm-hmm. they don't ever do anything like that unless they're trying to prepare you. Right. Not to mention the uh, the um, Amazon guidelines. It literally, literally <laughs> talks about like, well, you can get your money back on lumber except uh, during the zombie pandemic. <laughs> You know, and like I said, if I was the guy put in charge of making Amazon guidelines, oh, you better believe I'd put something like that down in there just to make sure you're reading it, you know? Um, so I can't say that's not what happened, but I still think it's funny that it's literally in the guidelines. And we talked about it on PTV back in the day. Um, and I've actually gone in and read it. It is literally in the guidelines. That's hilarious. Yep. So those of you buying lumber from Amazon, Ooh. um, Make sure you get the zombie insurance so that you can make sure you get your money back. (laughs) And maybe I'll add that to my thing and be like, hey, State Farm, can you give me an earthquake (laughs) and and zombie insurance? And oh, wait a minute. You know what? While you're at it, go ahead and add uh, alien invasion insurance to that as well. Thank you very much. I'd feel really comfortable in Bruce Wayne's manner. Yeah. That's what I really would like to have. I think that'd be a safe place to be. I just want the toys in it. The toys would be good, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one thing I love about Batman is he's like a normal person with really cool stuff. Right. I know everybody's like, hmm, I want Batman's toys, too. Um, so I'm going to do you a favor. I'm not going to play Kamala Cackles. I'm talking about this. That's why I just read it all out to you because, you know, who wants to hear her? I don't. Um, so next, uh, Turns out that this year's federal deficit is a lot bigger than they had claimed and growing twice as fast. And we all knew this. Um, what you're looking at right now is pretty pretty fake. They're, they're misleading you with the actual um, financial numbers that are taking place, the uh, interest rates and all that other stuff. It's all a big scam. It's way worse than what we're seeing. So thanks to the uh, accounting gimmick that counted student loan cancellation as revenue, that means that the deficit is already two trillion, up forty percent on a year ago. And uh, go ahead and open this up. And that means that the deficits are two trillion, forty percent over a year ago. And it means that Congress is promising one hundred and forty-four trillion in debt by twenty fifty-three could actually be lowballing. Jeez. I mean, let's if you're going to lowball in the trillions, right? My yeah, goodness. I know. What's another trillion, right? What's another trillion? Well, I, and we say it's unsustainable, but as long as it's fiat, is it? They're just going to do it until the fiat collapses. Yeah, well, what they're going to do is they're going to, yeah, there'll be a point where you go in to pay cash and they'll be like, we don't take cash. Right. You know, and then you give them your card and then they're like, well, uh, it says here you got error code 444. Well, what is error code 444? You've already had one burger this week. You can't have another. Right. Like it's so literally going to be Weimar like that. The Weimar Republic comes first. What's that? The Weimar Republic comes before that. Oh yeah. Well, it, it like I said, it's keep your eye on Europe and like Matt and heads. International collapse is going to it's it's going to be an international collapse. 
They're trying to push for the central banking digital system. Um, you know, those are my red flags. That's what I'm checking out. You know, I, I'm checking out at that point. Won't have anything to do with it. Um, you know, thankful to Moonwolf, who sends me a lot of stuff on taxation, property taxes, and so forth, kind of giving you like little hints and clues. And we'll probably end up getting um, Moonwolf on one of these shows here in the next couple of weeks to talk about this specifically so that you understand your rights as a United States citizen, a sovereign citizen of this country, and how you can get past those. You know what I'm saying? Because um, there will be a point, like I said, if you don't have money, you don't have a way to pay. How are you going to pay for your electricity? Well, we've got candles and, and options for that. Um, you know, heat options, uh, growing your own food, you know, all that's going to be taken care of. But then they come after you for property tax and they try to take away that land that you have your candles and your gardens and all that other stuff on. So we just need to get um, need to get on top of that. And I think that'd be a great discussion. And that's one thing about Nathan Moonwolf is uh, he, he is a smart guy when it comes to laws, government, yeah. sovereign laws. Um taxing and stuff like that like super super smart um that stuff is a little over my head often um but he's really good at explaining it too so we'll make sure to get him on um one of these probably do it uh, maybe next friday because i'm gonna have douglas on this coming friday or after not this friday it'll be steve tomorrow night douglas next friday and then we'll get him on that way he can do it on a weekend where you don't have to wake up early the next day so once again more talk about uh fbi blackmailing um joe biden and, uh, and also Mark Meadows, man, it gets even crazier. So Trump's chief of staff was wired by the FBI on Trump. What is going on, man? That's when? pretty bad. Huh? During, this, during, during the administration. While he was really? chief of staff, he was wired up and working for the FBI. And now Traitor. he's actually, um, you know, he's actually part of this uh, whole court thing that's going on against Trump. So that was part of discovery. Was that? Yeah, I told, no. He, he's actually one of the witnesses they brought in. Interesting. Yeah, for the prosecution. So, um, more and more, like I said, who do you trust? I, I really don't trust anybody no, no. when it comes to politics, man. It's just unbelievable. They're all just crooked and corrupt. It's, it gets in more and more insane because Mark Meadows is one of the people that I actually liked at one point. Um. But I, I don't know if I liked him because, you know, he was picked and he, I don't know. I don't know, man. I just, I learn every day that I know less than I thought that I knew and know less about these people than we ever thought we knew. But I think we're all on that point where we're cautiously optimistic about everything. Fortunately, right. we got Jesus. Um, that being said, it's one thing that I do like about our new speaker of the house is he is very, very religious. As a matter of fact, uh, um, on Hannity tonight, uh, and I can't stand Hannity, but wanted to yep. see a little bit more about him. He mentioned Jesus um, over and over and over and over again. So it's not like he just pops his name in there for a little street cred. Like he, he openly talks about him. There was a book on the desk when he was uh, getting ready to become Speaker of the House. And the book said, um, lead like Jesus. So, you know, the guy seems to be pretty legit for the most part. But like I said, we'll see. We've been fooled before. I didn't know anything about him. I didn't. I didn't but, even know who he like, was. I had to look him up. Was he speaking that way before? Yes, I've gone okay. back and looked at his stuff. I was just wondering and if he's, he was hiding that until he was actually no, nominated. He he's been um, he's been he was one of the people that really stood out about the fraud in the election. He um has always been very Christian. Matter of fact, if you go in the WikiLeaks, even it that's one of the first things it says is like devout Christian. Mm -hmm. Um. 
and he's anti-abortion. Um, he's really calling out, um, he's really calling out, uh, the Biden family corruption. And he was doing this like months and months ago. So this isn't all new. How did he get, how did he get, how did he get nominated? I wonder. Um, into the house. I yeah. shall tell you, um, this is actually really well done. And I don't like the source. Um, I don't like the source because he's a jackass. Um, other than that, nothing personal. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. pretty I, I don't like the source personally. <clears throat> we we actually had him on Patriot Transition Voice a while back. And uh, we got done with the interview. And um, Steve and I both agreed we were never going to have him back on <laughs> because he was so <laughs> narcissistic. It was it was hard. It's like nobody loves you more than you. And that would be praying medic. <laughs> so, <laughs> we 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 did we had a couple of tough interviews yes um that were tough to get through um one of them was was dave uh, i think his name was dave praying medic nonetheless praying medic um yes. because he was so narcissistic but then we also had uh jim watkins oh um, god with this furby <laughs> who, had, oh, wow. who sat there with a furby on his shoulder the whole time and i swear man the guy was on mushrooms or something man that was uh, Straight up, hands down, the most awkward interview I've ever done. As a matter of fact, um, Steve and I are really good at, at working our way all the way through the show, the entire two hours that we did the show, okay? Um, I ended this one early. I'm like, all right, well, guys, um, that was a great interview. Like, we literally ended this 20 minutes early because I got to the point where I was so weirded out that I just – couldn't yeah i couldn't go oh yeah the <laughs> and, then green hair and then stoner green hair girl <laughs> oh my god i forgot about i can't that forget 20. that one. Oh lord it, and i'll tell you how that show went <laughs> that show went with like hold on for a minute guys <laughs> that's the sound of a bomb guys that's my, the best i can do <laughs> oh my god that was oh I'm like, that was interesting. I, I hit mute more on that show than any show I've ever hit, man. Can you not wait until the show's over? Oh, no, I even told her, I'm like, look, you know what? I don't judge. There's certain things. Do what you want to do. Um, but but that was one of them. It's like, you know, I'd appreciate you, you not wait. like hugging the bomb during the show. So like I said, you should be talking. Hold on for a minute, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the bomb. Um. Yeah. Oh Lord. That so was that was good. that was another. That we was... had another one that did that too, but we won't name names. But we had somebody else that came on there. It was pretty high smoking too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And like I said, yeah, I I don't judge. You yeah. know, like I said, that that's one thing that I'll never judge. Um. But you know, like just be appreciated. Was... We didn't hit the bong live. That'd be really <laughs> exactly. really cool. Yeah, she did. She took <laughs> yeah, Steve. She took five bong hits <laughs> pre-show. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, she did. But she made but, it. I got to give it to her. Yeah. I have to give it to her, man. Yeah, she's pretty she, high, but she did. Good. I think she I would have been napping in a corner, at least munching on gummy bears. Um, she she, she <laughs> was high on there yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Matt. but no, but but uh, Jim Watkins was the oh worst. God, he was hilarious. because like he literally came in with a Furby on his shoulder. And and he, I swear, man, he was on acid or mushrooms or something. I don't know what it was. And for those who don't know, Jim Watkins is a really smart guy. First 15 um, minutes, yeah. Yeah, he was uh, the guy that created um, 8-Coon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, 4chan. No, 4chan and 8-Coon. Mm-hmm. So we had done both of them. And I'll tell you, man, that was so awkward. Like, I'm like literally texting Steve during the show like, dude, <laughs> I'm going to have to end this early. <laughs> I, I, I just don't know uh, what to say first anymore. First 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. 
it was, but it, yeah, it was interesting because we could see him, you know, and this little thing kept, <laughs> it was kept moving. Well, no, around. everyone could because that was yeah, a we, video. We were live. That was a video. We, yeah, show. we all could see him, but this yeah. thing kept moving around on his shoulder, and I kept saying, "What." Is see, that, Marcy? That the, that's what made the other thing problematic about Stoner Green Haired Girl, <laughs> is that it was a video show. So I'm like having yeah. to like, oh, oh, let me go to Steve. So while she's talking and her, you know I'm muting her out, oh and like God. Steve take it away, go to his it's shot, hilarious. let her put the bong down, go back over. <laughs> that's one thing about live shows that you you have to be fast moving around because you never know. Yeah, what the guest is gonna I, do. I enjoy the fun, I, I enjoy the the challenge of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a lot of work. Um, so anyways, let me get back to what I was talking about. Praying medic, the, the other one that I was just ready to get over with and then everyone want to have him back on the show again. Um, so this is really well said, and this is more than likely what happened. It says when Matt Gates squared off against Kevin McCarthy earlier this year in a battle for speaker of the house vote, both men understood one thing because of the slim GOP majority McCarthy was never going to be speaker unless or until Gates and a handful of the MAGA holdouts that stood with him allowed McCarthy to win enough votes. So you guys remember that went 15 rounds, okay? So as we watched the drama unfold, many people hoped that Trump or Jim Jordan or someone else might become speaker. We did not know that Matt Gates already knew. So Gates knew that it was always going to be McCarthy. But he also knew that he and his crew held the deciding votes, which is why it went 15 rounds. So the nomination of the other candidates over the course of many days was political theater, merely a way of taunting McCarthy. Um, there was zero chance of any of them winning, and Gates knew that. What Gates wanted was for McCarthy to agree to a change of rules and procedures, um, something that McCarthy despised. So it was a demand that he would eventually agree to because Gates and company were never going to vote for him until he signed this agreement and made these deals. After the agreement was signed, Gates knew that it would only be a matter of time before the agreement was broken and that he could call for McCarthy's removal, which is what happened. So even as he went into this, he knew what the outcome was going to be. He knew that it would only be a matter of time before McCarthy backed away from the agreements that they had made in paper, um, which is why he ended up bringing that movement for removal, um, which ended up ultimately removing McCarthy. So what Gates wanted backfire? was that. No. Backfire? Oh, no. It did not backfire. Mm -mm. This was all supposed to happen the way that it happened. Even Johnson, though? It gets better. So, yeah, I'll finish okay. this off, and then we'll, <laughs> okay. we'll have a great discussion about this because I want to hear your opinion on this. So what Gates wanted was McCarthy to agree to a change of rules and procedures, um, which ultimately ended up happening. Once McCarthy was removed, Gates and company deployed their strategy to get their man into speaker position. Knowing that MAGA meet leaders like Jim Jordan and Byron Donalds would draw heavy opposition from the rhinos, they nominated them first and allowed McCarthy's people to torpedo them. More political theater. Um, Jim Jordan himself said many occasions that he never wanted to be speaker. So did Byron Donalds. But the game had to be played. So Jordan pretended to be a serious contender. And even though they all knew that he would never get the vote. So this was the, the first couple of rounds that you saw was all political theater. So I suspect that the plan 
along all along was to offer up one MAGA person after another that rhinos would object to. Those rhinos expose themselves and will likely be primaried next year. They held, and it also exposed the warmongers and the ones that had um, made uh, stock deals um, right. dealing with the war before the war even started. So it basically, it exposed a lot of corruption, not for the Democrats. The Democrats, they're all, you know, piece of crap anyways. Um, this was for the Republican citizens to be aware that we got a uniparty system and then, and most of our, um, you know, this government's corrupt anyways, no matter what side you're on. So those rhinos exposed themselves and will likely be primaried next year. They held back their candidate until the opportune time. Thus, when Mike Johnson was nominated and the floor vote was taken, the rhinos fell silent and not one of them voted against him because they had already been put their, their backs were already up against the wall. So um, on Twitter space the other night, Matt Gates' wife said that we'd be surprised how much game theory went into getting their guy across the finish line. So from the very beginning, Johnson was their man. Even back when McCarthy became uh, Speaker of the House, Johnson was their man. They needed all this to play out in order to expose the corruption, to let the rhinos um, present themselves they put up these first couple, um, Jordan and Donalds, so that they could literally have people vote against them. Once again, showing who the rhinos were. Once their backs were against the wall, they brought the guy that they wanted in there from the beginning, which was Mike Johnson. So interesting. Um, yeah. I think that was really well put together. And like I said, if especially if I actually read something from someone that I just can't stand, um, then I, but I still, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. If you still say something that makes sense, you know, I'm going to bring it to the front. So I want to hear your opinion on that because to me, I can see that being the scenario. Oh, I can definitely see them doing that and, and, and engaging in that political theater. Yeah. Well, that would make Gates a good guy, right? What's that? That would make. Bates on the right side of things. It, it would. Gates on the right side of things. Well, so we for that think. But but it's the same thing that I feel about Trump. You know what I'm saying? It's like who's really the good guys? You know, right. are, are are we watching two evil factions play each other and then one faction is going to take down the other and then the antichrist comes in like I don't well, know if, at this point. If, I am so cautious. ends up being the speaker we hope he could be. And well, that's the thing though, is that um, I want to see action pretty quick. Right. No, no dilly dallying. Well, he was already up at the house, you know, yeah, this he, stuff. I mean, that's yeah. action. He was there today he, delivering some. He was working yesterday. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. After he left, too. So I'm, that's kind of action shows me that he's not one that's going to sit back and listen to everybody. He's going to do what he feels is right. Yeah. And honestly, if somebody gets in there and actually does what they need to do and is supposed to do, they could wrap this up in a month. Yeah. No, they could if they get to it. And that's right. going to be the thing. No more stringing stuff out. No more of this. I am so cautious about everything just because I literally don't trust politics, period. Yes. End of story. Like the whole system needs to be ripped to the ground. Um, you know, my faith is in God and the outcome. I've got – I know that things are going to be good in the long run. Um, you know, but I'm very, uh, very cautious about yeah. things being fixed in a broken system. It's the same thing. You know, I keep hearing um, – 
I keep hearing people say, you know, well, once we get to the 2024 election, oh, no, you no, know, no. we get Trump in. It's like, dude, first off, that's that's a whole year away. It's more than a year away. And then you got the two months after that before the president even gets put back in. A lot of damage can be done before then. We're, we're staring down the barrel of World War III right now as it is. You know, you've got, yeah, hidden um, agenda in 2024. I agree with you, Ambassador. We've got um, the 2030 agenda. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so once again, it, you know, it talks about the great deception. It's not the deception or the kind of deception or the little deception. It's mm-hmm. the great deception, which means that even smart people are going to fall for it. You know, oh, so absolutely. so like I said, is I'm so cautious about any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm still optimistic. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a optimistic person. I, I've got hope. Um, right. But nonetheless, it's like I will never put my eggs in any one basket. No. Period. And you guys know oh, I've always been honest with you. I'll never try to persuade anybody to think one way or the other um, because I've been fooled so many times. There's been people that I loved and trusted that I'm just like, whoa. Wow, boy, I, I yeah. came out of left field. Um, you know, so it's one of those things. Like, I'm just, I, I'll bring all the news to you. I'll bring these theories to you. But uh, I always say the same thing. Best you can do is prepare for yourself. Prepare for the worst. Hope for the best. I guess that's that's the old saying, right? Right. Um, trust your discernment. Yeah, trust your discernment. Exactly. Um, let me see. Encouragement to every parent out there raising kids in these crazy times. So, I like this because... Uh, I just told my wife, I'm sorry that I have to raise um, our children in these dystopian times. She recalled a quote that she read just today. Never feel sorry for raising dragon slayers in a time where there are actual dragons. And I, I yeah, kind of metaphorically, yeah, I kind of I kind of like that. I mean, it's a good point. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, why are we wasting time waking up the sheep when we need to wake up the lions? Absolutely. And we need to be the lions at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, teach your kids to be fierce. Yeah, harmless, be, harmless men are not good men because they can't do anything to affect. See, that's me. the thing. No, um, yeah, weak men are what created the weak times that we're in right now. We wouldn't right. be in these times right now if we had a country and a world full of strong men. But the men have been systematically weakened, turned into, um, you know, just everything that they're pushing right now is to weaken men, even down to the the feminist movement. Um, all the way to the day where where literally men are afraid to be men anymore because they don't want to offend somebody or, or this or that. And it's like, no, this is why we're in the problem right now. Men need to be men. They need to be strong. They need to be good fathers. They need to not be afraid to discipline their children, under, let them understand what consequences are so they become good parts of the society and raising strong men. So what happens now? You've got weak men raising weak boys. And that's why I told my kids, I said, I want you to be dangerous, but mm-hmm. I want you to be dangerous under control at all times. Yeah. I, you know, if I had children, I'd be like, look, guys, I love you. I'm your dad, but I'm not your friend. I will be your friend when you're 18 years old. But until yep. you're 18 years old, I'm going to be your dad. And there's going to be days that you don't want to talk to me. There's going to be days that you absolutely despise me. But one day you'll understand. Do you know how I know this? Because my parents were always wrong when I was a kid. But when so, I became an adult, I'm like, oh, my goodness, man. They were right about it. My 16-year-old uh, <laughs> yeah. is is very quickly getting there already. Like, it's it's really good to see because, you know, I had issues 13, 14. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of problems going on. But yeah. fortunately, he, he's he's figured it out. Oh, yeah. And that's good. 
like I said, yeah. is I'm um, being a parent right now. And we got a lot of wonderful parents right in here mm-hmm. that do everything they should. They talk about God. They read scripture. They under, let their kids understand consequence. And then they go to school or they go to college. And then they're around everyone. And then no one, you know, it's, it's difficult. You guys remember being young. It's hard. It's everyone wants to be a big fish in a small pond. No one wants to be the small fish in the big pond. But the moment you walk away, especially from high school, you are a small fish in a very big pond and you just want to fit in with the other fish, you know? And then that's what happens is even your good people, your good kids that understood everything that you taught to them growing up, um, don't want to be left out, ostracized, kicked out of their groups, you know, so that they end up coming home one day during summer vacation. And you're like, what in the heck happened to you? Yes. You have to teach them how to be leaders before they leave. Yeah. If they know how to be leaders, then they don't ever have to be a follower. No, like just then they will they will take people in and they will lead people the right way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You remember what my, my used to say my granddad used to say to me? What other things what other people think of you is none of your damn business. And you know, every kid needs to to like learn and live by that. Doesn't matter what other people think, you know what I'm saying? Be strong, be yourself, because you know, that's what's gonna make you a great leader in the long run. You don't wanna be a follower. And that's what we're, we live in a world right now of followers, of brainwashed followers, the ones that don't want to be left out. And they even do things they know they shouldn't be doing um, so that they're not left out. And I understand, I get it. You know what I'm saying? We were all young. We, we were all in that point at one time or another, um, you know, but it's hard to explain that because kids are so headstrong, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then once they get out of your house, they've got that first little tiny taste of independence. And, um, just like me, when I left, um, man, I was such a hardcore Democrat raised by a super conservative father. Um, you know, and it's because I wanted to be my own person. I wanted to be my own man. You know what I'm saying? My dad liked one football team. I found another one, you know what I'm saying? So I could be my own man, you know? So I, I get it. I understand. And it's just hard to explain that to the kids. Um, sadly it's way worse than we were all in college when we were in high school. Um, I got the opportunity to go to college when I was younger and then go back to college when I was older. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't as indoctrinated when I first went to school. Um, when I went back to school, I was 26 years old, I think. Um, you know, I mean, I was still young, but I mean, not young compared to the 18 year olds that are there. I'd never touched the computer. Literally, the most embarrassing question I've ever had is, hey, kid, how do you turn this on? Um, I just didn't want to hit the wrong button and, and break it. You know, <laughs> that's how dumb I was with computers. But, but anyways, um, I started to see the indoctrination start being introduced into the school when I went back to college, this is 2000. Um, and then today, man, it's just, it's like, they don't even teach anthropology and stuff like that anymore. They just teach, you know, how to be gay or, or how to be trans. Like that's, yeah. they, they focus on like social issues instead of actual, like real stuff. So you, you have, you have a few boys, John, what is the, what, as a father, what do you instill in them to keep them, you know, keep them strong, aware of their surroundings and all that kind of stuff? Um, like what do you instill in them? Actually doing nerf battles. Mm -hmm. I'll turn off all the lights and we'll do nerf battles. Mm -hmm. Just so they understand tactics and how to evade and using shadows the right way. I like to take, when I take them camping, I, I like to disappear on them and make them try and find me. And I like to have them try and disappear so I can try and find them. Oh, nice. Those are things. As far as instilling values, um, 
and this is something I, I teach to all my kids on my baseball team, is uh, that winning and losing in life are side effects. Whether it's baseball, whether it's what your goals are in life, that that achieving those and winning or losing is based on your decision to do things the right way. Now, he, if you choose to do things the right way and fulfill your responsibilities, you're going to win eventually, even if you're losing right now. Even if in the short term it feels like we're not getting anything done or you're mm -hmm. not accomplishing anything. Mm -hmm. If you continue to do things the right way, winning will become a side effect of that. Absolutely. I, but the, I agree with you. Give them that to carry that through forever. And then and never be afraid to lose. Because let me tell you right no. now, the best lessons come from losses. Yeah, you, you don't learn any you don't learn much from winning. You learn a lot from losing. You learn how not to lose again. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, that's one thing in my life that my granddad always told me. He's like, look, when you lose, when you fail, those are the best lessons you're ever going to get. The best teachings that ever happen happen through failure because you end up learning how to succeed from failure. And, and he was right. You know what I'm saying? Some of the most valuable lessons I've ever had in my life were from mistakes that I've made or failures, losing. And you end up becoming better in the long run. Yeah, um, absolutely. So uh, once again, I'm going to read, this is from Candace Owens, and I'm reading this because, you know, I come 100% agree with this. Another mass shooting that Big Pharma is going to get away with. Um, never a discussion about the anti-psychotic medications that these shooters ha all have in common. So um, we'll do the usual political song and dance a while for the American drug cartel billionaires count their billions. And she is so dead on right here is that they all have therapy and psychotropes and just all that stuff in common. Um, yeah, fentanyl today, um, Ambassador, we've got, uh, um, not to mention the MK. That happens, like I said, they go to these particular, and, and oddly enough, if you go back and you look at the Facebook page, which has now officially been removed, of this guy that did the shooting, um, the very first person to follow him just happened to be a counselor, like a, um, a psychotherapist. Of course. So, and I can guarantee once again, it all is the same exact way. And people are trying to say, well, God did this because he had mental illness. No, let me explain something to you. Someone with severe mental illness isn't going to plan out three different locations, go to these locations, have a boat waiting for them to escape. Like I said, this was premeditated. Mental illness isn't generally a premeditated thing. It's something that you do um, instinctively or, you know, so MK Ultra, in my opinion, is what is how this all worked out. They had the getaway vehicle and everything just sitting there um, waiting to go. So that's just my opinion. Like I said, this they haven't even I don't even know if they've caught this guy at this point. Um, I keep seeing they were at his house, but then they never officially said we caught the guy. And I think they prey on these kids when they're younger before they pull them into these programs. Yeah. They know the kids who are already struggling with problems. Exactly. And then and, it, it, another thing, military satanic soldiers, Ambassador Vegas says, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, and that's another thing is that, you know, they're brainwashing the crap out of our soldiers right now too. They, who knows what they pump them with? These guys don't have the, I'm not going to take that option. You know, they, they, you take what they give you. Well, didn't they say that um, what they're doing are with our with the kids that they're that are going into the army? They're not like the men that they're used to be. They're mm -hmm. all kind of 
Oh no! Just imagine. And, imagine the draft imagine those right guys now. Fighting for us. <laughs> Who are they going to draft? They're yeah. going to draft a bunch of kids on Adderall, Xanax, Sex and yeah, and, exactly. Uh, <laughs> wearing tutus. I mean, it used to be where they had to. Well, look at what they did with what? What was it? The Navy where they stopped the training where they had to do that whole thing on down in San Diego. Yeah, they stopped their training for becoming a uh, Navy SEAL and all that. They made it like it was easier for it. I'm not sure if it was Navy, Navy SEAL, but I remember Look, reading something about that. Hey, I do remember them relaxing the stipulations yes. to become a SEAL. Yes. Yeah. And I think that they shouldn't have. I really don't think they should have. Oh, no. Well, it's like this. When, when my dad was in school, military school, um, they were making use, and I'm not joking, pull, do pull-ups over swords and swallow quarters. All right. If you guys don't believe me, go read the Lords of Discipline. That was that was the time period that my father went to college at the Citadel. By the time I got to school, um, they weren't allowed to to touch you anymore. So you know they couldn't like slap you around or anything like that. Um, so what was their loophole? They'd bang on your head with the bill of their drill sergeant hats. You know what I'm talking yeah. about the round caps. Yeah, they'd pop you on the on the head so they weren't technically touching you. Um, and boy. They'd call you every name in the mm -hmm. book. I can't tell you how many names I was called. Um, but the thing is, though, is what is part of the military is making you tough, being able to handle yeah. things, get past the stupid stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Today, like, you can't even call somebody dumb. Like, oh, your drill sergeant got fired because he called cadet stupid. You know, like, you know, this is where we are now. So how do you raise fighters? in right. a time where you can't even call them stupid or call them out for, you know, being a little sissy pansy. And now it's gotten even worse because the government is actually funding, um, transgender change. Yes. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're letting me do you. Okay. Do you guys remember a show called mash back in the seventies? I'm sure oh, many yeah. of you do, or you've at least heard about it. You had Klinger, corporal Klinger, who was on the show and he always wore dresses the reason that he wore dresses and dressed up like a woman was because he was trying to get booted out of the military. He didn't want to be in the war any longer. So Klinger um, ended up getting the, or, you know, they, they kept them there, but the reason he did it was to get removed from the military. Now, I guess as long as you're not supposed to be in uniform, you can wear whatever you want to around the barracks and the bases. Like how embarrassing. Yeah, I, it's, it really is. You know, we want some warriors in there fighting, you know, and stuff like that. And it's kind of sad because, man, our army, I mean, our, it used to be just amazing, you know. I'm not saying I'm not proud of them, the ones that are in there, you know, and stuff fighting for us and, you know, going to wars if they have to. Yeah. But I am saying that it's that we've been weakened by this administration, and I think it's pretty sad. Yes, we have. All right, so I'm going to I'm going to play I'm going to end and I'm going to play a clip. I think the clip's like 3 minutes long, all right? And I want to carry on the conversation throughout the rest of the show. Um cuz this is pretty interesting. So was it Ingersoll Lockwood? I believe that's what it is. Um yes. name of a company. But it's also the author of a book that was written a long time ago. I'm talking like 1800s called The Adventures of Baron Trump. And then later on, the second addition to that was called The Last President, all right? And the guy's name was Ingersoll Lockwood. And this company is called Ingersoll Lockwood. And if you go to the, um, if you go to the actual Ingersoll Lockwood um, company site, they have a picture. 
And this little clip right here is a guy breaking the picture down of the, the bunny. So I guess Cubella has seen this. Um, a couple of you have. This is phenomenal. All right, guys. And then we're going to have a carry on a discussion after this because you can't see what he's talking about. So I may do a couple of pauses in here to explain to you what you're looking at. And living, if you wouldn't mind um, putting this one in our KC yes. so that people can actually go back and watch this. Guys, this is kind of mind blowing. And it's kind of hard to dispute if you really understand symbology, illustration, and how they speak to you through illustrations. Check this out. Listen to this. Can somebody please decode this? Humanity doesn't have much time left. Now, let's take talk about it. Before you scroll, I need you to hold on because this video might be the difference in life and death for your family. She went to this website here, Ingersoll Lockwood, a very prominent family and company for the United States. Fact, you can fact. see that they work with Space Force. All conspiracy but down here, know who this is. there is a little rat. You have to just barely, pay, you have to pay attention to see it. But you have a rabbit that pops up. You see the sand, the, the, the time clock with the sands, and you'll see this. All right. So what we're looking at here is on the very left, it's the Mickey Mouse watch. Except the time on this Mickey Mouse watch is 11, um, 16. All right. Right below it is uh, Nike Air Jordan. And if you guys who followed uh, Michael Jordan, who the shoe is, is made for, was number 23. Um, directly to the right of that is an hourglass. And directly to the right of that is um, the bunny um, from, uh, from Alice in Wonderland. Cool. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and play this and then I'll stop it again and explain more. Decoding this is this. 11, 16, 23. So what do we have right there? 11, 16, 23. November 16th, 2023. Um, not to mention Jordan. And what's taking place right now um, overseas is Jordan's going to end up getting involved in all this mess that we're happening right over there. Um, um with the whole melee that's going on between Israel, um, Palestine, Iran, and so forth. Something from the skies are going to hit the firmament and waters are going to start to flow. So the hourglass um, actually has the sand up in the top and the glass on the bottom is broken and it's built like the firmament. And then the glass breaks and you see water flowing out from the lower part of the hourglass. That 241 means... This is a rabbit. See the time? Rabbits are known for running. You're running out of time. So the rabbit is the rabbit from Alice in Wonderland who's holding the watch, looking kind of at you with the watch next to his head. Like he's listening to it. And like he said, rabbits are runners running out of time. Once again, 241. 11... 15 or 16, 23, there's what appears to be a cigar-shaped comet or asteroid that's going to hit the firmament. Yeah, so the, the asteroids that you see, to me it kind of looks like spaceships too, but whatever it is, is coming out of the sky, and that's what's hitting the base of the hourglass, which breaks the hourglass and releases the water. And release the waters from above, and we're running out of time. 
Do you all remember when the future map of the United States was posted? Okay, so this map that he's referring to um, is actually was was made by the Navy. Um, it was made by Edgar Casey first. Yeah, Edward Casey. But remember, the United States Navy ended the Navy. up releasing this this map, and the map of the United States um, is a future map that after there's a big huge flood. So basically, um, a huge part of the west part of the United States is flooded out. Like California is gone. Mm -hmm. Um, Q Bella, boy, you're on top of this. Um, yeah, so California's gone, Arizona, a couple other ones partially gone. Um, Kentucky becomes lake or oceanfront property. Yeah, a little bit of the of the East Coast, like a small portion of the very bottom bottom of Florida, um, very north north. So basically, the hometown that I grew up in probably ain't going to be there anymore. A small part of Georgia, a little bit of North Carolina and South Carolina. And then when you get up to Maine, some of Maine's gone. But then you've got the Great Lakes, which end up becoming one big giant lake. And then it sends a river that splits the United States in half, basically. Like and, a 30-mile across river. Yeah. And then even a portion of the eastern portion of Texas is wiped out. So Houston, all of that area would be gone, according to this map. And then a little bit of the panhandle of Florida. So you guys, um, she put this up in our KC. Yes. Um, definitely go watch this video. I'm going to finish it here in a second. Um, the oddly enough is this map that he's showing you right here. When I was looking for places to live, when I was when I was in the middle of purchasing my home, I literally pulled this map out. And <laughs> yeah. as as I was looking for real estate, I would go right to this map once I saw where uh, <laughs> where it was. And, here. I was like, and I was like, well. Kentucky's not even touched. <laughs> so, it's just the western side there where the Mississippi runs down. Yeah, it's it. like the very, very, very west. But I'm talking like just a tiny little like sliver. But Yeah, I, the little I, western horn. But Because I was trying to prepare for absolutely. I'm like, well, this is going to be our forever home. I'm like, I know we're in the middle of very chaotic times. So I literally, I literally looked at every possibility before I made the choice of purchasing the property <laughs> that we bought and this map was one of my things that I used when I was deciding where I was going to live. Um, so Kentucky, um, Tennessee, um, some of those areas, Northern, you know, seem to be okay. Louisiana's gone. But the right. most part, there's like, I don't, yeah, just basically the very Northwest sliver of uh, yes. Louisiana's left. Um, <laughs> yes, Pamela, that's the same map. Yeah, Steve, you can sleep in the greenhouse. It's going to be kind of cold and windy. I mean, maybe this is the event that become that that project looking glass was talking about the entire time. Yeah, and and I'll be honest with you, that's one of the reasons that we ended up getting the acres that we got. We didn't get a lot, but we got yeah. one point five. Is yeah. in case things started getting a little weird. I mean, come on, guys, come up here, throw up a tent on the land. It's better in a tent on a dry area than floating around in your house in the sea. Um, so that's one of the things is when we, when we made these decisions, it wasn't just us that we were thinking about. We were thinking about all of you guys, family, um, you know, so forth, kind of give them a safe place to come to. Yeah. So I have places in those woods down there that I know about that nobody else does. Yeah. And we live right next to the ark. Come on, guys. <laughs> we got an ark like an hour we'll and a half away. Jump on that, baby. <laughs> uh, it's, what about Alaska? Twinsies asking. Um, Alaska's not even on here. Yeah, it doesn't even have Alaska on the map. Actually, wait a minute. No, here it is. Uh, apparently, Alaska is on the East Coast. They, they In they this map, it. they moved over to the East, but Alaska, for the most part, is good to go. 
CERN it looks like project looking glass is some of the stuff in here. Yeah, exactly. But like I said, is, you know, um, that's one thing that we, we had here is that we didn't come here to grow a garden and get prepared for ourselves. We, we had the intentions of coming here and preparing for as many yes. people as we possibly could. Mm -hmm. um, right. Cubella. Yeah. Operation fishbowl. When they sent nuclear rockets up and tried to get through there and it didn't do it. Yeah, exactly. I still think that's part of what, what X is, um, the, the X rockets. Mm -hmm. that Elon's putting up through. there. Yeah, because if you look at the the weird little um, videos that you see sometimes, people are like, oh, well, that's gas or whatever coming back from the back of it. To me, it looks like a boat going through water. You that's know what I'm wake. Yeah, it's yeah like a, it wake. looks more like a wake than anything. Who knows? Like I said, until I can hop in my Nissan Juke and fly in the space, and if that ever happens, guys, can guarantee my first episode back will be telling you about my flight to space. And, and God did say he wouldn't flood the entire world again. But. No, he promised it. Yeah. But he right. said, he that said, doesn't I will mean not, there won't be I will regional not, floods. I will not flood the earth again. Right. He doesn't say, say anything about earthquakes causing. Yeah. He didn't say I won't flood California. <laughs> well, according to Edgar Casey, that happens because of a giant earthquake. Yeah. JG73 said he's going to burn it this time. He is. Right. So uh, I'm going ahead and, and get through a little bit more of this and then we'll carry on this conversation. And you can see as California's covered, uh, parts of Florida's covered, uh, parts of Texas, New York is underwater. Y'all remember when this, this very map right here started circulating around the internet? What's supposed to be our future map? 2017. That time is almost here. Let me show you what Ingersoll Lockwood is famous for. He wrote this book, The Last President, 1900. And inside of this book, it describes eerily what's exactly going on today. And the last president of the United States <laughs> on Fifth Avenue in New York City. What's located Fifth Avenue, New York City? Trump Tower. Towers. Pay attention. I'm going to show you another book that he wrote. There's one thing that he doesn't mention in here, too. Guess what the vice president's last name was? Pence. In the book, in, in the book, The Last President, Pence was the name. Yeah. So you've got Baron Trump. It was all the first book. And then you've got The Last President where Pence is the VP. So just crazy. This was written back in the 1900s, guys, or late 1800s, 1900s. In 1893, he also wrote this book, The Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey. Hmm. In that book, the Baron Trump. Does Trump have a son named Baron? And the picture on this book, yep. like yep. straight up looks like young Baron Trump. That is the eeriest part of it. Yes. As you look at the picture, you're like, oh my goodness, this looks just like little Baron. Exactly. A weird Once again, these books were wrote in the late go? 1800s. Are they travelers? For those of you yeah. that heard of Operation Jade Helm yes. and the conspiracies behind that, Facts. Let me show you. One of the number one theories around this is around this is a comet or asteroid impact. It says some conspiracy theorists have connected the Jade Jade Helm 15 military exercise with an apocalypse caused by a comet or asteroid striking the Earth. Once again, we have 11, 16, 23. And if you look in the background, look at that. It's coming through, smashing the firmament, releasing waters. 
If you look over here, this place is dead, desolate. On this side, there's still life, but we are running out of time. If anyone sees anything else that I might have missed, please leave it in the comments wow. or tag me in your video. And there's one more thing I want you to see on our website. You can see we're still here. If you look, it says the year is 2023, but is it? No, it's 5,784. You all continue to forget that the 2023 started whenever Jesus supposedly died. So this is the year that we are really in. Let that sink in, people. That's crazy. That's great. Delta 910 did a great job at this video. Great job. There's only one thing about his decoding I have a question about. This time clock is not put there just for no reason. Why I say that is this is an hourglass. The sands of time, right? Why put a clock at the top with the time 241? Right? See, I don't know. That gets a little too specific. But nonetheless, the reason I played this is because... The craziness of this lining up with a book that was written back in the 1800s and then the actual decode the guy did a pretty darn good job because you know how they, they do their symbolism and so forth um what do you think about this man like i said i just i play a lot of these things i don't have a belief one way or the other um but i do keep my mind open and i'm and i do enjoy people that put these theories together especially when it's things that i'm like okay i can see exactly what you're going through so I suggest you, you guys definitely go watch this video for yourselves um, so that you can actually see the illustration that is on the Ingerwood Lock, the Ingerson Lockwood site, um, the, the company page. And then once again, um, that's the name of the guy that actually wrote those books back in the 18 and 1900s. So take it away, John. All right. To start with my own little theory, I don't think the firmament can be broken. I think God is the only one that can separate yeah, it see, enough to allow anything through. I agree. Because I don't think it's I don't think it's physical in the way we think of glass or plastic or anything like that. I think it's a plane of inertia, a magnetic plane of inertia. And it's not something that you can just break. Um also we already said that, that God's not going to flood the entire earth again. If the firmament were to break. If it could be broken, how would we stop that? So we couldn't. So God would, or he would intercede. I don't know. I I have an issue with Ingersoll Lockwood because of the whole timer thing they did about two years ago mm -hmm. when um, everybody thought something big was going to happen when that timer expired. And the only thing that happened was them selling cryptocurrency. Yeah, but you talking about the company? Mm -hmm, or are you yeah. talking about the author? You're talking about the company. The company. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I agree. Um, the author, though, on the other interesting. hand, was pretty right. interesting. And and I've even you know I've heard so many theories about this. I heard that it that actually he wrote it. Um, I heard that I've heard that time travelers have literally gone back in time and placed this book because it didn't exist at a certain time and now all of a sudden it did back in 18. i've heard every weird theory possible out there um you know i don't know because I've, I've we've done a show on um project looking glass we've done um shows on on multiple things that kind of 
coincide with what this is referring to. But nonetheless, um, let's just say legitimately this book was written back in the 1890s. I mean, because for all I know, guys, look, we, we live in a very corrupt world right now. Um, how hard would it be to back time up to write a book like four years ago and then say it was written back in 1895? Like, it, that's this, exactly what I was just going to say. Yeah. yeah, that would be pretty easy to fake right now. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I can't dispute is that the book was literally about a kid named Baron Trump who was a time traveler. Um, and the kid, uh, the illustration on the front of the book looks exactly, I mean, yeah. y there's no deny. It looks exactly like little Baron Trump. And then the right. book that followed was the last president being based on fifth Avenue. Fifth Avenue is where Trump towers located. Trump, um, has been said to be the last president of the United States. Um, you know, there, there are some interesting connections enough to at least, you know, even gather Tesla. my attention. Was that even Tesla? Yeah. Even te yeah. The relation to yeah, the yeah. relationship to, uh, to the, the real Tesla, not the car. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Exactly. So, I mean, there was a connection there. Yeah. So, I mean, that would have been his father. Exactly. You know, so it is interesting. And this map has been around for a while. Um, it started circulating the, the, the flood map that I'm referring to. Um, who, when, do you know when it was originally made? Uh, Edgar Casey made it in the sixties, I think. Yeah. The sixties. And then the, and then the United States Navy ended up putting their version of this, roughly the same map. They yeah, put it out back in the eighties and, yeah. And then it started circulating over the internet big time back in 2017. That's when everyone started to see this thing. Um, but it's been around, like I said, even the United States Navy put this map out back in the eighties and, uh, and it shows where the water splits and so forth are going to be. Um, definitely food for thought, man. Oh, it's yeah. at least interesting to kind of look into. It is. It's, it's, it's so intriguing. Um, but yeah, I mean, could they be running off of a script still? Yeah. Could this be part of the script for sure? Yeah. Well, how much time but we got? Oh, we're actually, we're actually out of time, but I do want to, I want to, I want to go to one more little, little aspect of this. So for those of you who know, VK, Vincent Kennedy, um, he's on Twitter, he's on a bunch of different things and he claims to himself to be a time traveler and he's going to be heading back to his own time back in uh, coming up here in November. I don't take too much of that seriously because we live in a world where anybody can say anything. I'll tell you that I'm an alien with uh, purple hair and four noses. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when you're on the other side of the internet keyboard, who's going to deny that I'm not, right? Um, right? But one thing that he's been talking about recently, and I got to give him credit for this because a lot of people thought that he was being anti-Christian, but he wasn't. He, he was coming out recently saying that um, Revelation – is being utilized by the darkness of this world, following it like a script and playing these things out. And I can't argue with that because we know revelation. We know rapture. We know um, what, what the actual revelation talks about. Right. Um, but God didn't say how necessarily it was going to go down. And for all we know, that could have been what was actually told to John the elder when he wrote revelation from when the angels talking to him was that eventually the evil of this world would use revelation in order to play it out 
but how does that change thing? Because it's still playing out. Do you, you see what I'm saying? It is. Yeah, absolutely. It sure is. Either way. Yeah. Either way. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, whether whether they're following revelation to make it happen or it happens naturally, it's still playing out. You know what I'm saying? So we, we don't know how it's going to happen. We just know what God said was going to happen. So um, that's also proof of thought. And like I said, we'll, we'll carry on this conversation next Thursday. You and I get into the deep stuff. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and at one point, you know, I'd love to have, uh, I'd love to have, um, um, our, our new guest that's on here, uh, from Vegas to come on ambassador Vegas, um, and talk about some of the other crazy stuff, you know, everybody's talking about the Federation of light and all that other stuff, because all this stuff is so interesting conversation and everything comes from something. You know, it's just like the old theories of vampires and werewolves and stuff like that. Everything is based on some kind of truth. Um, it may not be uh, creatures flying around in the night, you know, sucking your blood, but we now know about adrenochrome and all other stuff. You know what I'm saying? So everything has like some basis of truth to it. And I enjoy these conversations nonetheless. Um, that being said, John, I want to thank you so much for coming on tonight. It was a great conversation. Um, obviously we're going to end with a little bit of prayer like we normally do. And then one of these days I'm going to get back and I'd love for you to come on, um, do this on a Thursday and actually talk about Enoch again. Um, I just oh, yeah. saw somebody mention that one again, and that's one that's always intrigued me. Um, you know, Jeff and I have our different views on, on Enoch. He, he won't read it. God said, you know, it wasn't for him to read. Um, you know, I enjoy it, um, because it does seem to fall in line. Like it wasn't exactly canon that there, there are some discrepancies in what we see in actual scripture and in Enoch, but there's also a lot of things that seem to answer missing pieces. Um, at least in my perspective, um, like I said, I don't put my faith or in, into anything other than, um, this, what scripture actually has itself. But one thing that VK did bring up is like, you know, he goes, I trust God. I don't trust man. And man has had his hands in absolutely everything. Um, God said that the living word would never change. And it hasn't. If you read scripture, all of those things that are the most important things, like our relationship with God, our salvation, redemption, the, the original laws and so forth, the stuff's all still in there. Um, but what happens if you remove a page from any book, you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't necessarily change the book, but some of the things, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's, it's kind of Just like today details. Yeah. Cause it's like today, you know, we focus so much on some aspects and we don't focus on like, for instance, the teachings of Christ, you know, the healing, laying your hands on removals of demons, you know, that kind of stuff, which is very important that he was teaching that, but we focus on certain things and not others. I don't say completely, but we focus on things more than we do others. And I think that especially everything that's in scripture is just so important. We shouldn't put, you know, everything I think that's in scripture is absolutely important. Yeah. You know, so I'm one that will go read Apocrypha. I'll read Enoch and I'll read some of those other things too, because they're very interesting. And a lot of it does still line up. Um, you know, the question is, is, you know, was it God's intention for it to be removed or did bad players have? And, you know, for instance, Constantine, don't trust him. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of like bad people that have controlled the world. And you always say is it's not the, the winners that keep the history. It's the ones that own everything that actually keep the history. Right. Um, yeah, so we'll get more into these conversations. And once again, John, um, it's a blessing to have you back, brother. 
Um, yeah, thank you. It's great to be back. I'm glad you're back. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's been, I haven't had you on for about a month, you know, so uh, we see each other um, every now and then because you live right down the road from me, but it's been great to having you back on the show. So um, real quick, I'm going to get you guys out of here on onto the other shows. Uh, let's end in a little bit of prayer. So everybody, please bow your heads. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you again for everything that you blessed us with. Um, dear Lord, there's a lot of things right now that are just so confusing. And I know that we weren't meant to understand everything. And I know one day when we get home up in the heaven, we probably won't even care about the questions that we have right here on this earth. But Father, while we are here, there's a lot of deception that's going on around this world. So I ask your Lord that you give us the discernment and the wisdom that we need in order to sift through the deception and sift through the reality, dear Lord. Let us focus on what you want us to focus on and not worry about the things that you don't want us to focus on. Let us learn all and, and abide by all the lessons that you were teaching us. Let us become what you had meant us to be, dear Lord. Not just humans on this earth, but the healers, laying our hands on people, removing demons, casting away evil. There's a lot of things, dear Lord, that you taught us in Scripture that we really need to focus on. Dear Lord, we weren't meant to be warriors necessarily. We were meant to have that righteous anger and defend our loved ones, defend our family as much as possible, dear Lord. But we were also meant to heal, and we have to focus on that, dear Lord. Let us be healers first and foremost. Let us help others, dear Lord, find that narrow path find true love, let go of the pain, the anger, and all the things that the evil in this world tries to keep us focused on. Dear Lord, let us be here for another. If one of us are wrong, one of us are stumbling, or one of us may be misleading people on accident, dear Lord, have someone else step up and remind us to be careful about our words, dear Lord, because the last thing we want to do is to steer someone away from their salvation, steer someone away from their righteousness and everything that you want us to be. But dear Lord, thank you for trusting us enough to have us here at this very moment, at this very time, to be your warriors. Father, you could have picked us to be here at any time in this world, but you chose to be here right now, which means you have a mission, and you trust us enough, dear Lord, to complete that mission. So thank you. Thank you for giving us a purpose. It's more than eat, sleep, work, and repeat. Dear Lord, having you in our lives, serving you is the greatest thing that we could ever have, dear Lord, and it gives us more meaning, and it gives me a reason to get up every single day, and I thank you. Thank you for having patience in me and many people like myself, dear Lord, that took a long time to come around to finding you. But dear Lord, we did. And we came around at the right time. And dear Lord, we need to stand up and fulfill our missions and do everything that you want us to. Give us the courage, the strength, the bravery, the discernment, the wisdom that we need, dear Lord. Give us all the knowledge that we need. But dear Lord, more importantly, give us that wisdom so that we know how to use the knowledge because knowledge can be used for good, Knowledge can be used for bad, but Father, your heavenly wisdom can only be used for good. So thank you, dear Lord, for blessing us. Thank you for bringing us all together. Thank you for giving us these platforms, dear Lord, which we'll utilize the best that we can until it's taken away from us. But dear Lord, remember to always keep us focused on that kingdom. One foot in the kingdom, one foot on this earth, dear Lord. You asked us to do on earth as it is in heaven. So, dear Lord, let us do what we can right here. Let us protect our children. Let's protect the innocence of this world. Let us all understand that we are the brothers we are the sisters we are the sons and the daughters that you blessed us here on this earth no matter what religion no matter where you live no matter what your culture dear lord we are still all your children so let us forgive one another let us be here for one another let us pray for one another dear lord so that we all come to the same page and we build your army bigger and bigger every day dear lord we love you with all of our hearts and we thank you for everything in jesus christ's name and our heavenly father's name we pray Amen. 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 Awesome prayer, brother. Thank you very much. Um, 
man, always a blessing to have you on, man. Um, I know I'll be seeing you soon. Um, and I look forward to getting back onto our Thursday shows. Um, and co coming up, you know, we need to get back and, and maybe, maybe not a Thursday, but maybe another day. If you want to come on twice in a week, um, we can do another, uh, animal medicine show. And, you know, anyone that has any more questions about sick animals, um, animal training, which is my specialty and stuff like that. Um, we'll just do another episode dedicated to that so that we can answer your questions and help you with your little domestic, beautiful fur babies that you got at home. That'd be great. Yeah. We get a lot of questions, um, here and there. So I just find those shows to be, you know, good fun shows as well. And as well, I'm um, coming up, we're going to be doing another, um, Bible Q and a, so, uh, we'll definitely do that. Hopefully I can get Jeff to feeling better to come on and doing that. And you just break him in bit by bit, get him here and there in the show. Um, Livin also, thank you so much for coming on. I know we, we yapped a whole lot tonight, <laughs> yes, um, we did. but I'm always blessed to have you here. And, uh, once again, guys, no Saturday show. We're going to be, um, getting our door taken care of. We need to make sure that it's back on cause it's going to be a very cold week next week. And we will be back on Sunday with Flight Work Mary. Mary. So yes. that'll be a great show as well. And then remember tomorrow night, Steve Lundgren, Patriot Transition Voice, and my future again co-host. And I'm excited about that. It's going to be another great conversation. And you guys want to talk to someone loving and smart, it's Steve. And maybe Marcy will pop in too, man. I'd, I'd love, love to, to see her. I'd love to hear her and see her as well. Absolutely. But John, thanks again. Libin, thank uh -huh. you so much. Good and all of you want to thank you. Have a good night. Yeah, everyone have an absolutely beautiful night. I want to thank you so much for joining us for episode 470 of Kilted Christian MSM Liars Thursday. We will get back to it tomorrow with Steve Lundgren, Patriot Transition Voice. Guys, have an absolutely beautiful evening. And I leave you with the national anthem. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we held At the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rocket's red The bombs bursting in air Gave proof through the night That our flag was Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet
Everyone have an absolutely beautiful rest of your night or the beginning of your day, depending on where you live in the United States of America and the rest of the world. JCUK, if you're going to be watching later on, we love you and God bless you all the way across that pond in Wales, all the rest of you over in Great Britain, Scotland, Wales, Australia, New Zealand, anywhere in Asia, anywhere in the Middle East, everywhere around this world, even if you're living in Antarctica. We love you all and we are so blessed to have you. Thank you so much for joining us again this evening. And guys, like I end with every show, there's no need to worry. Let go of the stress. Let go of the anxiety. Let go of the fear. God wants us to let go of that and focus on love, focus on healing, and focus on all those wonderful things that we were taught because we were fortunate enough to know how this book ends. And that's God wins. So fear not, stress not, move on, keep on praying, hold that line. We're going to be just fine. Guys, I love you all very, very much. We'll see you tomorrow for episode 471 with Steve Lundgren from Patriot Transition Voice. Have a beautiful night. And God bless.